welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Let me put on first Caitlin in Kansas, who has called us. Hey, Caitlin, good morning. How are you? Good, how are you? Pretty good. What can I help you with? So, I'm a college freshman, and I just started going to therapy, and I was wondering how I should tell my mom I'm going. Why do you worry that it will be an issue if you tell your mom? My mom... And I don't have a really good, like, relationship, and I'm afraid that if I tell her, she's going to want to know what we're talking about. I think it's fair to think that, because you probably will, honestly, but it's not her right to know what you talk about. I think I would approach it as, and again, I never knew what therapy was growing up. I grew up in a small town in Arkansas. We didn't have any money. You weren't trying to worry about therapy. You were trying to get food. You were trying to eat. So I know what it's like to have to get into something brand new. It has been extremely valuable for me. But I would approach it to go, hey, mom, I've been doing something really cool. Like I feel like I can improve the relationship with us and I can be a better daughter, family member, sister, student by going to therapy and it's really been productive. And if she asks, well, what do you talk about? You can say all that. I say we talk about a lot of things, how I can be better at X, Y, Z. Make it very you-centric and not about your mom so she doesn't feel like that she's the victim here. But – I think it is a conversation you'll have to have. It'll be a little bit uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me to talk with my family because they were like, all right, fancy city boy, you're doing therapy. You're wasting your money on that. Um, But a little bit of of uncomfortableness is okay. So that's how I would suggest that you approach that, Caitlin. Perfect. Thank you. Let us know how it goes if you feel like calling us back. Amy, anything you'd like to say to that? No, I just agree. I think you can be transparent with her, but she doesn't need to know every detail but that you're you're wanting you're realizing some stuff about yourself and you want to put in the work to be better it's nobody's right to know what you talk about whenever you're talking to your priest your preacher your therapist your counselor there are parts of our world that nobody should have the right to know what's going on except for you and the person you've decided to make that between so uh caitlin good for you we applaud that and good luck and i hope it leads to some you know, healthier years. Thank you. All right, Caitlin. See you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Raymundo, what was the situation that happened to you? Yeah, so I went to a barbecue joint, and it's one of those where you go up to the cash register on your own, you order the food, get your own condiments, you get your own (laughs) utensils, uh, you also get your own drink. Basically, do everything your own. The only thing that they're going to do for you is bring you your food. So it's not like a real wait staff that's there. So we go ahead and we pay, and then they give us the iPad. And on the options, it said like 20%, 15%, 10 and 5 I didn't really even see an option to not tip. So I knew they weren't really doing anything, so I tipped 5%. And I was wondering, how would you guys tip that if you're basically doing all the work at this restaurant? They don't even refill your drinks. They literally just bring you your food. Is that tip-worthy? I would think, first of all, there would be an option, even if it's uh, at the bottom and it's slight, that says no tip. And that's up to you, right? This is not an establishment where tips are expected because they're doing a bunch of extra work. Welcomed, appreciated, but not expected. I don't think there's anything wrong with what you did, especially if you're going to eat and you only have so much money. Because you know if you go into a restaurant, if you go to Outback Steakhouse, you know you got to add the tip before you even go. So in your head, you need to have enough money to buy the meal, and put the tip on there. But if you're going to a barbecue place where there is no expectation of a tip because there isn't a waiter and you get in and you only have so much money, uh, they're just SOL. Yeah, you might be going to eat there because yes. of that. However, if you do have it and you can hit it, I always say to hit it. Because for me, when people would over tip me, I would appreciate it so much. I don't think there's anything wrong with what you did, by the way. I think if that's what you want to do and you feel good with, there you go. If well, you said you did 5% at a restaurant, it'd be a different story. And I only did 5% because the line was long and people were all looking at me funny. And I literally couldn't find the no tip. So I just had to go with five. I'm okay with what you did. Don't feel bad about it. Yeah! There's a W on the board for Ray already this morning. (laughs) All right. right, Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Morning, studio. My name is Derek. To make a long story short... My wife invited her 22-year-old sister to live with us after her boyfriend kicked her out. After living with her myself for two weeks, I can see why he threw her out. Oh, God. (laughs) She's a real slob. She leaves every room a disaster area. Also, 
She likes to watch TV very loudly at night, which I find rude. Of course, my wife doesn't ask her to pick up after herself or correct any of her behavior because she's, quote, healing right now. So it's not my place to ask her to pick up, or is it, in the kitchen after she cooks and eats? Also, at what point do I ask her to start paying some rent? Any advice on what to do? Question mark. Signed, Derek. There's your email of the day. Amy, I'll let you hit this one first. Oh, a family meeting needs to happen. And while it's okay to respect her healing process, she can't just walk around and take over somebody's home. And she that needs to be brought to her attention because I don't think she would want to live that way either if she knew. And maybe she's, yeah, she's focused on other things. But if you sit down and just say, hey, we're happy to have you here. We're sorry that you're hurting. But like to live here, we're going to need you to do X, Y, and Z. And everyone's going to be happier for it because when you have one person in your house bringing everything down, it's a real, you know, fun suck. You can kind of sense the resentment. Yes. Building to it. Whole new level with him in this and email, too. And he'll explode, and mm-hmm. it won't be good. <laughs> and it'll be good for the long-lasting family, not her who's hitting it, quitting it, and getting out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And she's also 22. We were all dummies at 22 and didn't quite know what we were doing. She just needs to be shaken a little bit. Hey, we're happy to have you here. And I would be as direct as you possibly could. First, tell your wife. We're having, have, make it a family meeting. But how are you going to have family without her in it? You just need to talk to your wife. Okay. And say, hey, we need to say something to her and then say something to her. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Where it's not like you want to scold someone else's kid. You also don't want to scold someone else's sister. So you go, hey, hey, 22-year-old, love having you here. That sucks what you went through, man. And then relate to that. I went through something similar, X, Y, Z. This is how it it hurt me. So I get it. Here's the thing, though. Here, like, we kind of go by these rules. And it's it's annoying for me to pick stuff up, too, all the time. But I do it so the house stays running. So we're going to need you to focus on that a little more. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, boom. Yeah. It should work a bit. And then you rent. After three months, and three months is a long time. After three months is when you start going, hey, if you're going to live here, you got to somehow contribute to what we're doing. A month is right about the time where it stops to be comfortable, where it stops being comfortable to uncomfortable. The second month is like, when are they leaving? The whole time. Third month, you're miserable, but that's living there. So after month three, that's when she needs to start contributing. Or if you don't want her to contribute, don't want to live there, hey, we need to have an exit plan for this. Hey, we're happy to help you. When do you think you'll move out so we can help you get to that place? It, every conversation, all the communication is all about relating and helping, even though it's about kicking her butt out. That's what I say. That's interesting you threw the relating in there, and I think that's super important. In some parenting books I'm reading, especially when you're dealing with teenagers that have been through stuff, the the one of the best ways to connect with them, if you're looking to connect, is to share a relatable story. It may not be the exact same thing they've been through, but it creates a safe space. And that's that's good. That's what you're doing there. He can create that with a 22-year-old that's not a sister. He can create a safe space for her to feel comfortable and be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're not so bad. I'll do whatever I need to do to, to pitch in. When someone understands you, they'll listen to you. Yes, exactly. So that's the gist. Yeah, there you go. Good luck with that. That stinks. It'll good advice, though. It'll probably mm-hmm. happen yeah. a couple more times in life. Your sister, her sister, her mom. Like, I yeah. I moved in with my sister and her husband when I was 22. How'd that go? Because my boyfriend broke up with me, but I didn't oh. live with them. But uh, I think it was fine. I'm sure they would probably tell you some stories where <laughs> it got a little annoying, but. I think I tried to help out and do my part. They had a new baby at the time. I would try to babysit if I could to help out. I didn't really pay anything. But if, like, he needed help with his work, he had just started a company, I would go be his assistant for the day. And I don't think he paid me. But, I mean, I had a free place to live. Okay, I hear her resentment growing now, too. (laughs) We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. We got so many messages about this game we played last week, so I thought we'd play another round of it. I'll give you the first line to a famous 90s country song. You just have to name the song. Eddie won last week. Woo! Ugh. But we're going to play another round. Number one. Spent $48 last night at the county fair. Spent $48 last night at the county fair. All right, time. We spent way too long thinking about this. Amy, what do you have? Incorrect. Oh, no, 
Lunchbox, what do you have? Grundy County Auction. Incorrect. Eddie. Straight guess right here. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Nope. From 1995. Spent $48 last night at the county fair. Tim McGraw, I like it, I love it. $48 last night at the county fair. All right, next up. He was working through college on my grandpa's farm. The first line of a 90s country song from 1996. He was working through college on my grandpa's farm. All right, here we go. Amy. Strawberry wine. Lunchbox. Shameless. Eddie. Strawberry wine. Strawberry wine. (laughs) He was working through college. My grandpa's farm. Next one up. Yeah. Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? What? From 1998. Oh my god. Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Dang, dude. Who doesn't know? Who doesn't know? Uh, So last time you kind of said it. Who doesn't know? You're not doing that in this one, are you? Not as much. How about this? Who doesn't know? What I'm talking about. <laughs> That's Just kind not. of it. Pins down. What if I went, who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, gosh. yeah. That helps. Amy? Dixie Chicks. What do you have? Nothing. Then why would you say Dixie Chicks? Because now I know it's, who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Yeah, now about. that you say it like that, and we know it's wide open spaces, uh, but it is, man, I feel like a woman is what I've written down. Amy, what'd you write down? I have nothing. Eddie? I have unsolved mysteries. Nice. Uh, Dixie Chicks. Doesn't know what I'm talking about. Cause, but when you said it the first time, you go, who doesn't yeah, know? They made it sound like a dude. I was like, oh, it's a man. Next up. Plowing these fields in the hot summer sun. 1999. Plowing these fields in the hot summer sun. I'm in. I mean, I'm in. Amy? Big green tractor. Lunchbox? Tractor ride. Eddie? She thinks my tractor's sexy. That's it. Kenny oh, Chesney. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last one. Looking back in the memory of. You saying it the way. Yeah, I'm in. Not really. <laughs> Amy? Uh, the dance. Lunchbox? Unanswered prayers. Eddie? The dance. The dance. Looking back. Eddie, with that, oh, you won. You're the champ again. Yeah. No one can beat you in 90s country music. Unstoppable, man. Come on. How do you feel? I feel great. Oh, I feel good. I, oh, I feel so good. Uh. Well, ask me again. How do you feel, Eddie? <laughs> I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this girl, Harper Mahaney in Florida, at her school, they had dress up like an everyday hero day, and she decided to dress up as a Chick-fil-A employee. That's funny. (laughs) And so the local Chick-fil-A manager found out about it, and they invited her up, and they made her an honorary employee of the day, so... Pretty cool. I think I caught one of my Chick-fil-A people not telling me my pleasure the other day. <gasps> no way. I think so. <laughs> did, did you say something? I said thanks. Oh. Oh, and to his boss? No. What kind of no, loser would no. I be to go tell him? Not to his boss, weirdo. I would never tattletale, but just be like, hey, but don't you have something else to say? No, I was in the wrong line because mm. I had ordered on the app and I was just going to go pick it up. But I got in the line accidentally. I couldn't get out. And so they have their system so down, I was just like an extra car in there. Yeah. And he was like, hey, man, let me help you get out of here. And I was like, so pull around this. He goes, yeah, pull around this. He moved a cone. I said, hey, thanks. He goes, yeah. I drove off and I was like, oh, my God. I got him. Bones, they are human, you know. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) They're everyday heroes. If you're not familiar at Chick-fil-A, if someone says thank you, they have to say, my My pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, there you go. That's a good story, though. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, best and worst time. Ready? Up first. The best concert you've ever been to. Ooh. Best concert. Ooh. I'm going to go Garth and Little Rock. Oh, that was so good. We all went together. That was a big part of it. That's so Well, you can yeah. have that one if you okay, want. I'll I mean, do John Mayer in Minneapolis then, because I was torn anyway. Okay, you take it. 
John Mayer in Minneapolis. Fairly recently. Yeah, both of these are in the last couple years. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go that. Amy, yours? Mine would be Garth Brooks in Little Rock when we took a road trip there, me and Eddie. It was fun. It was fun. Awesome. We only went just to go to the show. Like, yeah. we just did something for ourselves. Eddie, best best concert? Uh, man, I want to say that one, but I can't. I mean, Pearl Jam and U2 in Hawaii, to me, was the best. Lunchbox, best concert? Oh, it had to be Jay-Z and Eminem at Yankee Stadium in New York. <laughs> awesome. Incredible. Was that a gift? It was a gift. Bobby, I mean, I can't thank you enough. You you got those tickets for me, and it was amazing. Worst concert you've ever been to? Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> Think about that one. The worst concert. I'm going to tell you mine because. Oh, I got it. Mine was just because he was sick and I felt bad for him. Amos Lee at the Ryman, he lost his voice completely. He gutted it out, worked as hard as he could. I love him. He's so good. But it was terrible because I just, he couldn't sing. I felt bad for him. So I'm going to go with that for my worst concert. Okay. Worst concert, Amy? Y'all are going to, or some people are not going to like that I'm saying this. But for me, it was because of the people that were around us. I left an Eric Church concert early because it was the people where we were. What? They were obnoxious. (laughs) Amy, you did what? Why'd you leave my show? (laughs) So I don't, it wasn't Eric Church's fault, but... They were his fans. Eddie. Oh, man. I hate to say this, but when I saw Bob Dylan live once, it's like playing music trivia with the artist. Like, what song is that? It sounds familiar. How does it feel? How does it feel like a Rolling Stone? Like, what is happening? It was terrible. Lunchbox? Man, it would have to be Willie Nelson, guys. What? Uh, Oh, my God. Get out of here. I I went and saw him. He was old. You couldn't understand what he was saying like you're saying about Bob Dylan. And I just (laughs) turned around. I was like, not for me. See you later. Oh, wow. Bye, Willie. Best and worst feelings in the world. Best and worst feelings in the world. Oh. Amy, best? I mean, the best feeling is like, it's a more of a doing of something, like cuddling up and feeling safe and loved. I feel like that's a really good feeling that we all want. Cuddling? Feeling secure and safe mm. and love. Like, it's a that's a feeling to me. Um, and then... Worst? Sick. Nauseous. Not vomiting. physically. Like the worst feeling in the world. Like, yeah, it's like the worst feeling in the world. Oh, yeah. N- nausea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad. Okay, all right. Yes, <laughs> so it's getting shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's never happened. We're not comparing wow. painful things. <laughs> so, like, oh, heart, heartache? Like, like a, a great feeling would be. Okay, I got it. Would be not having to set your alarm because you get to sleep in the next day. Yeah, oh, a, a terrible feeling would be for me waking up and going, "Oh my god, I'm late." Oh gosh, that was mine. That's stressful. Like those are the feelings. Oh, that, kind of feeling. that is a bad one. Amy's like best feeling <laughs> when you get a massage. <laughs> no, <laughs> Amy, I was on your wavelength. Sorry. Amy, I was with I, you. Whoa, well, whoa. What feels the best? What's yeah. the best? Fe- Eddie, best and worst feeling. All right, so the best for sure is when you catch a fish. And it's biting that line. You're oh, jerking the rod. Oh, that's a good feeling. Great, I don't yeah. know why, but it's such a cool feeling. All right, and? Uh, worse, um, I was leaning with Amy, kind of the physical thing. <laughs> I, I hate it when it rains on me. Like, <laughs> like, I hate when I'm dry and rain is making me wet. I hate that feeling. Lunchbox? Oh, the best feeling in the world is winning. It doesn't matter what it is. Winning a board game, winning a game on this show, winning anything mm. is the best. Win- scratching a lottery ticket and winning $5, best feeling ever. Worst? Losing. <sighs> Losing. No. <laughs> Hunger. Oh, hunger's pretty good. Hunger. When you are hungry, there is nothing worse in the world because all you can think about is food, and that's all you want to do is eat, and it's just it won't go away. I feel like we struggle with this category because yeah. it's a very physical thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like a feeling, like an emotional thing. Yeah, but at first you didn't say that. Best and worst sounds. The worst sound is nails on a chalkboard. Oh. I cannot handle that. The best sound is, I don't know. I, I'll go while you think about it. Best okay. sound is, for me... When I write a new joke and I'm on stage doing stand up, and I, the first time I deliver it, and the crowd just goes ha and laughs hard, that is the best, most rewarding sound. Yeah. Because it's you're always vulnerable trying out new material, and when it hits and people laugh, and that's just the best to me. That that fills me on the inside. That's pretty cool. Um, the worst is a dentist drill. Uh, what's your best? I don't know. <laughs> music, <laughs> okay. Like a song that I like when it comes on, but that goes back to feelings, and that would be the best feeling. Eddie, I was gonna say the best sound is uh, just sports on TV. Like oh. I don't even need to be watching it. I love the sound of a TV with sports on. 
Um, the worst to me is probably silence. I don't like silence. That scares me. Lunchbox? Uh, best sound is me as a baseball hitting a baseball bat. Oh. The crack of the bat is just, that makes me feel. With a roar. So, no, no oh, just oh, the crack okay, of the okay. bat. I love that. Worst sound is someone writing in a regular pencil. If it's not mechanical, <laughs> it gives me the chills and I it drives me nuts. Reality shows, best and worst. Amy. Best would be Real Housewives, like all of them. Okay. And then worst would be, uh, what was that, Jim Tan Laundry one? Jersey oh, Shore. Jersey Shore. Get out of here. Pretty terrible. What is wrong with you? Yes, so bad. Oh. Eddie? Man, I don't watch reality TV, so I don't know. Best, Big Brother, worst, real world. Who knows? I don't care. Lunchbox? Uh, tie for best is Survivor and the Challenge, and the worst is Love Island and Big Brother, two shows Ray tells me are great, and they are horrendously bad. You love them? Awful. Then nothing Island. happens. I've watched all summer, three nights a week, and nothing <laughs> happens. Watch them all. Nothing. It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, best and worst for me, best, American Idol. That, of course. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah. And worst? The voice. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll go with that one. Good one. <laughs> so we're going to be the jury here, Amy. And we're going to decide if your lie to your son is a bad lie or a white lie. Okay. Right. So it, tell the show what happened. It could be true. Go ahead. Tell Maybe. the show what happened. So one of my son's favorite songs right now is Nobody But You. We listen to it every single day. Blake and Gwen. Yes. I don't want to man nobody but you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to yeah, live without you. I don't want to even okay. breathe the whole song over <laughs> and over. And... He, we were outside singing it, and he said, hey, record this, because he wanted to play drums with rocks or do percussion with these rocks. And he was excited to see himself back and then asked me to post it to Gwen and Blake for them to see, to make sure that they got, it got on their Instagrams. Like, in his mind, I think he thinks it goes to their page right away. And so he's thinking they're going to see it. So he asked me if I thought they saw it, and I was trying to keep... The mood was very great that moment. Everything was really awesome, and I was trying to keep it awesome, and I didn't want to bring it down by saying they wouldn't see it, so I just said, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, Blake and Gwen, they saw it, for sure. They're watching it right now. If I tag them, they saw it. Yeah. And the truth is, probably, if I tag them, they didn't see it. (laughs) So, you know, they don't follow me, and I don't know how into their DMs on Instagram they are, so... Yeah, they probably didn't see it, but he, I made him think they saw it. Bad lie or white lie? Mm. Eddie? Mm. I think that Amy... Because they could have. They absolutely could have. Yeah. That, that's the okay. beauty of social media. Relax. There is Thank a you. chance that they saw it. Yeah. And, and I don't think Amy lied in this case, Bones. I think I'm, I'm no, cool No, no, no. She definitely she lied. lied. No, I didn't. Well, no, she did not. I said they saw it. Probably, maybe. <laughs> they probably, I just didn't like. I just didn't voice the probably part really loud. I just well, I tagged them and went to their Instagram. They saw it. And probably. really, Amy's right again about you know, like if it's gonna make him happy to think that they saw it, dude, feed him all he wants. Lunchbox. Listen, Amy, you had a chance to teach your son a life lesson, and you missed that opportunity. What was that? You could have told him, look, not everybody sees everything, but instead you lie to him so he thinks everybody sees anything he posts. And so now as he gets older, he's going to post things, and when they don't see it, he's going to have his heart broken. You could have saved him from that and just taught him a life lesson. That's a bad lie. <laughs> he hasn't asked to post or tag anybody okay, since. Well, yeah. It's not like it's going to be his new thing, I don't mm. think. But it was just in the moment. I was desperate for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a white lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough because yeah, but but honestly, you know that maybe there is a percentage that they could have seen it. I guess I could go to see if it was seen ever. Like, what do you always say, Bones? Like, you can't prove that they didn't see yes, it. Yes, I can. You can it look and see if it's seen, seen or not. Dang it. It. Yeah, no, no, you can't. <laughs> I think as long as this isn't a thing where you're always acting like no, you're no, sending no. messages to people from him oh, that yeah. he could never reach. Yeah, no, I would never want to. Oh, dude, this one's for The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he saw it. He'll see it. <laughs> Anything you want to say to the Kardashians? The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So the average parent's knowledge of science and math taps out at the sixth grade level. Like, What's in sixth grade, though? Because I think that's probably where... Because as adults, we only remember the basic basic. And we only learned it as kids to use it to pass a test for the most part. Right. So I wonder, what's sixth grade science? 
I, I don't know the details, but the, these parents, like 2,000 parents were given a test, and the average was the, around the sixth grade level. That was their result. I'm sure that's pre-algebra, because af- algebra and after that, pfft, do you remember any of that? No, nah, but this is science, so they're talking about <laughs> science right? and math. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, my daughter has already straight up told me how she would like to divide us up for help. We used to, my husband and I would both help with everything, <laughs> and now she drew a line, and she said, Mom... I, I think you do well when you help me with English and social studies type stuff, but I really pr- prefer if dad helps me with math and science. I'm like, okay. <laughs> math was my weakest. When I took the ACT, really? I did well on everything. I made it in the 30s on everything. In the max, you can make it 36 on the test, but on math, I made a 24, Oh, which was... And you're really good at math. I'm okay. I, my school, I didn't go to a, a school yeah. that is known for education. So, yeah, math was my lowest, too. So since Eddie's the only other parent with school-aged kids right here, Eddie, what does STEM stand for? S-T-E-M. Oh, is that the robotics? No, 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 no. no. Science, technical, uh, electronic, and math. (laughs) Nearly four in ten parents could not correctly identify this, so you're not alone. (laughs) Uh, Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. That's what it stands for. And Bobby, I thought you would just like this story. A 14-year-old boy in Texas has graduated from college with his associate's degree. Pretty cool. And it runs in his family because his older sister, who's 16 years old, uh, she also went to college super early and is now the youngest student ever to be in law school at 16. So I don't know what their parents did, but they're clearly probably go to math and science. They know what STEM means. They, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they know what STEM means. I mean, the 14-year-old that just got his associate's degree is now trying to decide if he's going to go get his master's or medical school doesn't quite know, but he is the CEO of his own gaming company. So that's why he thinks he might go the business route. That's pretty cool. I, I admire yeah. that. Yeah, there you go. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Sadie, the German shepherd, was adopted by her owner, Brian, a few months ago, which saved her, and she's already returned the favor by saving him. The six-year-old dog is being called a hero for her actions when he had a medical emergency at their home. He collapsed after suffering a stroke, and Sadie wouldn't leave his side. The Animal Refuge reports that she also dragged him across the room to his phone so he could call for help, and she continued to lick his face to keep him awake. If they don't make a movie mm-hmm. out of this... That sounds like a good one. I mean, I don't know what the whole pre-story is going to be, but surely we can do some... <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. You can make it up. Hollywood this up, baby. <laughs> the Animal Rescue says that Brian felt a special bond with Sadie, even though he was known to be especially nervous with men. She was the dog. That dog dragged him across the room and licked his face. Unbelievable. That's legit. My dog will like check my pockets for treats and <laughs> nope. All right, on to the next. Come on, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We have 90 seconds to figure out Amy's morning corny. We call it the investigative corny. Amy, are you ready over there? Ready. The morning corny. Why did the camouflage club get canceled? Why did the camouflage club get canceled? Go. They couldn't see the couldn't invitation. Couldn't see it. That was it. Yeah, I couldn't I mean, see it. They couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. Couldn't see the invitation. Couldn't see it. Couldn't see it working. Oh, couldn't see it coming. What was did, it again? Why did the camouflage club get canceled? The camouflage club, like it's an event, but you can't see it. It's a group of people. You can't see the people. They got there and they couldn't see anyone, so they left. <laughs> I mean, this, dude, this is our wheelhouse. We should be able to get this. We just got to come up with the exact what it is. Yes. I mean, it's couldn't Like, see we're in the something. ballpark. Why did the camouflage club get canceled? They couldn't see. They couldn't, couldn't see each other? Couldn't see each other. It looks, you can't see anyone being there. It looks like nobody's there. It looks like no one showed up. Yeah, this is tough. It's tougher than I thought. Why did the camouflage club get canceled? Why did the camouflage club get canceled? Nobody it's could see it. It's gotta be like you get there and there's nobody there, but they're really there. That has to be what it is. <laughs> uh, that's a long it answer. It got canceled yeah, because nobody showed it? up. It looks like nobody's there. Looks like nobody's it there. It looks like nobody's there. I think that's it. That's gotta be it. What'd you say, Mike? 
Tail mics at 10 seconds. seconds. Uh-huh. Okay, why did the Camouflage Club get canceled? Well, I have five seconds. Let it looked like nobody was there. Follow me, Mr. Bobby Bones. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, ask it again. The Morning Corny. Why did the Camouflage Club get canceled? Why did the Camouflage Club get canceled? Our answer is going to be... Oh, no, this is... I just give you the answer. It, you already said it. Oh, no, we're going to officially say yes. it, though. Oh, okay. It looks... It, it looks it like no one was there, so they all left. Come on. Come on. And that means it got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. <laughs> it looks like no one. Our answer is it looks like nobody came. Come on. Okay. Go, and your answer is? It looked like nobody came. Yeah! Is that really it? Yeah. Yes! What is it? Re- did you change that? Did you alter that? I mean, it can. It, that's what it Wait, what does it really say? Okay, she it said that matter. with hesitance. What does no, it say? No, I didn't. It, they, they couldn't tell if anyone showed up. Same, it's the same, same thing. Mo- so you won. What do you think, Clear eyes, full eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <that here? laughs> I think you we got won. it. I think you we got it. Because it. it could it's go like the either Cowboys way. Win All right, Eddie, week. go ahead. <laughs> Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. There you go. We have Shonda on. Hey, Shonda, what's going on? What's happening? Well, you get to pick between Amy, Lunchbox, or Eddie. We're going to play the product slogans game. I'll give them a famous slogan for a product. All they have to do is tell me whose slogan it is. Oh, wow. Which one of them would you like to... Eddie. Okay. All right. Eddie. Oh, boy. You're up for her. Yes. All right, here we go. Write your answer down. You'll have five seconds after I read it. Nothing runs like a deer. Nothing runs like a deer. All right, here we go. Amy. John Deere. Lunchbox. John Deere. Eddie. John Deere, Bones. That is correct. The next one. What can Brown do for you? What can Brown do for you? Amy. UPS. Lunchbox. UPS. Eddie. UPS, Bones. Correct. Number three. It keeps going and going and going. It keeps going and going and going. Amy. Energizer. 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 Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Uh. What product slogan is snap, crackle, pop? Snap, crackle, pop. Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. (laughs) You can't give it to him. (laughs) Yeah, you can. Rice Krispies. Correct. All right, good. Get a little harder here. Is it in you? That's the slogan. Amy? Under Armour. Lunchbox? Gatorade. Eddie? Wow, I did Gatorade. Shoot! It's Gatorade. Yeah! <laughs> Under Armour's a good guess, though, Amy. Yeah, I just want something sporty. It'd be like, is it on you? Yeah, you're know, in good hands. That? Whose slogan is, you're in good hands? Amy? Olay. What is that? Oil of Olay? Hand washing stuff. Okay. Amy's pretty much eliminated from this game. Uh, Lunchbox? <laughs> All state. Eddie? That's all state. Yeah, you're in good hands with all state. Uh, Have it your way. Amy? Burger King. Burger King. Burger King. Nice. Dang it. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Really? Double your pleasure, double your fun. And <laughs> she's all excited weird. about that one. Amy? Well, because Eddie sounds like he's struggling. Wrigley's. Gum. I need a I need a more specific answer. Oh, double mint. Lunchbox? Double mint. Eddie? Okay, double mint gum. Okay, good. All right. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's blank. And Amy? Chase? MasterCard. MasterCard. MasterCard is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, come on, Bones. Come on. We've got nine. We've done nine, and you two haven't missed one yet. Here's the last one before we go to sudden death. Oh, boy. Eddie misses. Eating good in the neighborhood. Eating good. Like I should. (laughs) Eating good in the neighborhood. Eating good in the neighborhood. Where do you go to eat good? Oh, oh, oh. In. Yeah, me too. No. Amy. Applebee's. It's Applebee's. I have Applebee's. Correct. (laughs) 
Lunchbox and Eddie have not missed one. We'll now go to sudden death. Wow! One, two, three. Stay four, focused, five. Eddie. Stay focused. I have ten, so I'm going to give them to you one by one. Ready? Okay. So you'll have all ten of these. We'll go rapid fire. As soon as I say it, you got to get it. Okay. Up first. Lunchbox. Ready? Oh, so I... Okay, yeah. I thought I was going to... The ultimate driving machine. Honda. Incorrect. It's BMW. Eddie, better ingredients, better pizza. Uh, Papa John's. Oh. Correct. Lunchbox. America's Diner is always open. Uh, Denny's. Correct. Ooh. Eddie, the snack that smiles back. Uh, Wheaties. Incorrect. We're now at a tie again. What was that what one? What is it? Goldfish. Okay. Oh. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Lunchbox. Obey your thirst. Sprite. Correct. Wow. Eddie, hot eats, cool treats. Mmm. Ah. Uh, hot eats, cool treats. Time. Uh, Incorrect. Subway. Nope. You got to answer it. Lunchbox. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Can't believe I ate the whole thing. Um. Incorrect. It's Alka Seltzer. Oh, well, I had beer. But what was hot, cold, whatever? Dairy Queen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Eddie, you need this. Come on. Everyone's private driver. Uber. Correct. We're now at a tie. What? That's Dang. their slogan? Yeah, yeah, I never heard that in my I life. Mean, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I didn't know they had I didn't know one. Uber had a slogan. Yeah. I'm going to give you one. You buzz in with it. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Last question. Someone will get it. Here oh we go. Sudden death. Delightfully tacky yet unrefined. What's unrefined? I will give I you hints on this one. Okay, okay. Delightfully tacky yet unrefined. Okay, hint number one. You eat here. Hint number two. I don't even know what unrefined <laughs> means. Yeah, I don't know not, either. Not. Hint number two. Can you tell us what unrefined or, means? Like, yeah, because I don't know what that means. I'm so confused. I'm thinking it's maybe not a fancy place. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Not a fancy place. Okay, what's the slogan again? Delightfully tacky yet unrefined. It's a tacky place. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Hooters. Correct. Give me Hooters! Yeah! 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 Uh, <laughs> wow! I can't believe I got that. Wow. It's a little tacky, you know, unrefined. I got it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, well, well. Shonda, you just won yourself 100 bucks. How you feel about that? That is so yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Damn. Where you live, by the way? Charlotte, North Carolina. Love it there. We're going to send you this card. Thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. There she is, Eddie. Nice win. Thank you, man. Took us a while to get there. Brandy in Minnesota, you're on. I just had a question. I needed some advice. Um, a couple weeks ago, we went out to go visit my mother-in-law and father-in-law, and I was in the main house, and everybody else was in the shop. And my mother-in-law asked my husband if it was okay if he brought our daughter to Disney World. Didn't ask me collectively with him, just asked him. He said, yes, that was fine. And then our daughter found out before I was even notified of anything. She come running into the house excited. I'm going to go to Disney World. I was upset because I have two children and only one was invited. Um, one is seven and one is three, and it's also right before my oldest daughter's birthday. So I felt kind of like there was some favoritism going on, and I just wanted to see if I was overreacting or how you would handle it. As a mom, I would kind of think that I would take them first to Disney World. You know, it was like a fun family vacation. The mother-in-law says, I want to take one kid, not both, and asks her husband, not her. <laughs> how do you feel about this, Amy? And pretty much ask the child before the mom even knows. Okay, there's two parts that are hard. One is then you have a child that doesn't get to go, and also you're saying that you wanted to take them for the first time. So I think you need to express that to the mother-in-law. It's already done. It's happening. I don't know if there's a way that you can join in on the trip and take the three-year-old or whoever it is that didn't get invited, and y'all all go together. That way, problem solved. Uh, and honestly, I mean... If that doesn't work, I've I've gone, and while it is fun, I would love it if my grandparents or my kids' grandparents were like, "We're gonna take the kids to Disney. You don't even have to go." One kid, though, only one kid. Yeah, that, oh, that part would be hard. I'd be like, "No, no, you're taking the other. You're taking both, or you're taking none." Oh, oh well, she just changed. Wow, <laughs> that's what you're saying right now. Yeah, yeah, they need to take both, and if that there's a reason why they're not taking the other, what is it? 
And then you should be fine with it. Like, I know it's going to be fun, but also you could get a break. and You don't have to go wait in lines and walk around all day and do all that. So Amy says take both or take none. That she needs to draw that line. Yeah, if it's going to cause issues in your home. If the other kid doesn't care, then I guess it's fine. But if it's going to cause an issue, uh, then I would say we need to figure out a way to take both. Eddie? Man, I don't even care about the Disney trip. Here's the problem. When are grandparents and in-laws going to understand <laughs> that there are two people in a marriage? Mm-hmm. You have to treat them as one. You can't just go to the your son or your daughter or whatever and not consult with the other one. This is a big, dude, it happens to me all the time. It's a big problem. And in-laws and grandparents don't ever understand that. Yeah. I don't get it. Mine do. They're nice, I guess. They figure it out. So well. what is your answer, though, here? My, my answer is she needs to talk to the in-laws and be like, hey, guys, you, they're not going, period. And this is they're why. They're not going? They're not going, and this is why. The next time you want to do something with our grandchildren, you have to talk to both of us. So you're punishing the kid that got invited to Disney because the grandma messed up? Well, no, the... the Whatever the culture in that family needs to change. What well, stinks is it's she told the kid before, and the kid already knows. Yeah. And so now the mom, who we have here, Brandy's going to be the villain if she does say right. no. Which is why I think she has to say yes. But you have that same talk. Like, yep, let's have it. Here you go. You want to take her? Fine. I don't. Does the three year old want to go? Does the three year old even know what Disney no. is? Brandy. Oh my god. Yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> they know and they want to go. And that's what kind of upset me the most when I talked to my husband about it. I said. You know, how can you go ahead and tell her daughter before me? And and then he said, well, what kind of mom wouldn't want their kid to go to Disneyland? I said, well, I would want both of them to go together. You can't pick and choose. Mm-hmm. It has to be both or none, in my opinion. Are all of the grandkids her, like, biologically hers? Yes. Oh, well, that's weird. Okay. So this is what we're going to end yeah, up as, and- as a group. This is how we're going to end up, because we hear what you're saying, too. You have to have that conversation, and but then you say, hey, I'd let her go, but you have to let the other kid go, too. Or they just can't go. It's not fair to the... Right. And I think she'll probably take both. That sounds fair. And then you tell the one that did get invited, hey, you're still going to get to go to Disney one day. We're just going to postpone it till we can all go together. I'm so sorry grandma did that to you. Good one, Amy. No. Throw it on the grandma. Grandma, oh, you yeah. mean if they're not yeah. able to go. I, I'm saying, yeah. I'm so sorry grandma uh, asked you before we were ready, but we need the whole family to go together because it's going to be fun. So we're going to have to wait a little while yeah. and give her a little coupon that says redeemable for Disney before at some point. Okay, so this is what we're saying, Brandy. <laughs> you need to talk to your husband and your mother-in-law and you need to tell your grandmother that, yes, thank you. That's so sweet. You got to be positive about how you bring it up. Yes. Though. Right. And you need to tell her, hey, I need to do better about communicating with you my needs. Yeah. And then put that back over to her and say, and on the other side of that, I need you to talk to me yeah. about what you're going to do. Update us on however this turns out, okay? Yeah. I will. Okay. Bye, Brandy. Right, thank, thank you. Bye-bye. I would also oh, I would also encourage Brandy and her husband to maybe seek out some counseling. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's really affected by it this conversation. Like, because his response to her wasn't like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. I should have. Yeah, I should have." Yeah. He was like, "Well, Who your problem is like that though. You, the first time you should have. You're, fight. St- you're so controlling. I'm always like, Ugh. but then I go, "You're you stupid." Yeah, I go, "You know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong." It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie, tell me something good. This is crazy. So 13-year-old Caden is watching TikTok, and this kid is going live uh, riding a four-wheeler. He's doing some tricks here and there. Next thing you know, in the live video, the screen goes blank. It looks like he wrecked or something. And so Caden's still watching 800 miles away and going, uh, what's happening? What's going on? And he hears a voice, which is the kid that was on the four-wheeler saying, uh, call this number, one, one. Wow. And he starts saying a phone number. So then Caden gets his phone, calls the number that he hears, and it ends up being the kid the kid on the four-wheeler's grandmother. So he calls him and says, uh, I think your grandson is trapped. Uh, oh you need to call the police gosh. and go help him. Sure enough, police went, and uh, he's he was okay, thanks to Caden, watching on TikTok. I would think it was a prank. And then you call, it's like, hey, buy my album. I'm 12. <laughs> But it's worth that risk if it's just a prank. Wow, good for that kid. That's a crazy story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Edwin McCain. I'm a big fan. I tell you guys, when I was in college, I saved up all my money, and I went across, 
and OBU was a school where the rich kids went, and Edwin was playing the rich kids' school. And I was like, I love Edwin McCain, saved up my tickets. I got in the very back of the theater, and I watched him play for an hour and a half, him and a horn player. And it was really, I remember so much about it, Edwin, so I'm super ha- super glad you're here, and I don't have to pay for this show. Uh, I feel I feel like maybe maybe we, we gypped you for only showing up with guitar and saxophone, but, <laughs> you know, I, we, we played in any uh, iteration back then. We could show up and play however. So, yeah. I was looking at your TikTok here, and that's that's actually what brought you here. It's so bizarre, this whole thing, how I got here. Anybody tells you that they have a plan in the music business, they're just lying. It's just <laughs> all accidental. It's a complete <laughs> accident. My entire life is a giant accident. I was uh, obviously a big fan growing up, and then I'm flipping TikTok, and I see you singing with people doing, I'll be yeah. your... And I'm like, holy crap, he's... <laughs> He's playing. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> and so we call you, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll be right over." And here you, you drove over. I, I, I'm so I'm I'm just shocked. I was like, people are like, "What? Why are you going on there?" I was like, "I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea why they're." I was like, "I I, I I'm going to play a couple clips real quick in case you've been living in a rock under a rock." Here's here's I'll be. <laughs> Here is I could not ask for more. I could not ask for more. Yeah, yeah. He goes hard. It is a little aggressive. Yeah. Right? you know what I mean. Like I, you know, that's that's begging to have a parody video. Of, you know, somebody throwing a bouquet of roses at their girlfriend. <laughs> you know? Is it true? And you can true or false me on this that you got your record deal because. Darius and the Hootie guys were like, you got to sign this guy. Pretty much, yeah. No, I was with I was with them when they got signed to Atlantic, and they basically said, yeah, we're bringing him with us. And they were like, yeah, whatever, we'll take him too. And, you know, they – and it was – yeah, it's a miracle. I, I spent my life trying to repay those guys for what they did for me. Um, and, and I say this all the time, like, if you haven't read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers – Everyone, especially if you're in your 20s and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life, read that book because the importance of timing can't be overstated. Like, I worked really hard. I'll, I'll never deny that. But the when I was was as important as anything I did. Um, the timing was perfect. The Everybody was tired of grunge. They just got, they were so tired of staring into their lint-filled belly buttons. And then Hootie and the Blowfish came along, and we were like, we have friends again, and yay, and whoever that guy is, yeah, we like him too. And that was it. You know, we were just really, really right place, right time. Edwin McCain is here. He's going to play in a second. Well, actually, I'd like to do this. The TikTok that I saw him that, that brought him back into my life was him duetting with someone. Because he would play the first part of I'll Be, and they would sing the second. And I thought I was going to jump in and do it to do one too, but it just hurt. You should do it. No, I'm not, but Amy is over here. Mm-hmm. And I think we can try this. I'll be Edwin okay. and Amy. All oh right. boy. Okay. <laughs> I'll be captivated. Hang from your lips. Stared up on the gallows. Of heartache that hang from above. Shoulder, I'll be love suicide, and I'll be better when I'm older. I'll be the greatest fan of your life. Yes, you will. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's good. You like that? Hey, what does that mean, love suicide? By the way, like, help me. I've been singing it for twenty years. I don't know what it means. Uh, you know, I was pretty good at screwing up relationships. In my early 20s, and that was sort of the explanation for it. Uh, you know, I would, I, uh, I didn't do, I didn't do very well, so I was the end of them. So I, I, that was how the line came out. And it's funny because the record company and every producer I ever worked with tried to get me to remove that line, and I was just like I said, I'm. I have the oppositional defiance disorder, and I never, you know, it just. Refu- dug my heels in and refused to change the lyric and 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 that actually ended up working in my favor because when Hillary Duff re-released the song on a soundtrack they edited out that lyric 
And I, I was like, you can't do that. And I called my lawyers. I was like, they can't do that, can they? And they were like, no, they can't. And I was like, okay. So that's how I have my bus now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hillary. We we thought about changing the name to the bus to Hillary's Duff, but then yeah. Edwin McCain is here. How about this? Let's do a verse and chorus of I'll be because I'm gonna ask you to do something else too. So we don't verse and chorus. Let's all close our eyes. Oh yes. And picture ourselves. Okay. The strands in your eyes that color them wonderful stab me. Steal my breath Embrels from mountains Thrust towards the sky Never feeling their death And tell me That we belong together Dress it up With the trappings of love I'll be captivated Hang from your lips, stared out on the gallows of heartache that hang from above. And I'll be your crying shoulder, I'll be love suicide. the horn come on the the uh estrogen bazooka as we like to call it <laughs> let me sax ask you players this. man you ever see a sax player with a personality no <laughs> they don't need it yeah well i'd like to hear if i can keep requesting songs this is my favorite part of my job is when i have people come in that i really like and i can go hey do this if you don't mind i could not ask for more yeah. which may have been my jam even more than i'll be and then sarah evans did a great job on this song too this is a big thing for I'm lying here with you, listening to the rain, smiling just to see the smile upon your face. These are the moments, and I thank God that I'm alive. These are the moments, and I remember of my life. I've got all I've waited for. I could not ask for more Here comes the aggressive part <laughs> I could not ask for more than this time to give Could not ask for more than this time with you And every prayer has been answered And every dream I have come true Right here in this moment Just right where I'm meant to be Loved having you here. I think you guys would all say the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. this yes. is a, of course. This is awesome. So fun. Great Thank interview. You. Great, great performance. And when you're 80 and you have to take it down a couple uh, and you want to come and sing it again. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Motley Crue and just play to tracks. <sighs> just sing sing to tracks. <laughs> you could do that. They do that. Well, pop stars do. There's a track playing and they sing uh, over and under it and everything else. Oh, like and, the last the, I went to I'm a huge crew fan and I went to the the you know they had more fire and tracks underneath there. I was like, oh, okay, this is what you do. Yeah. And nobody faults him for it. Go for it. People were there for the experience. Absolutely spectacular. Right. There he is, Edwin McCain. Yeah. Nice job. Nobody's hurt, but this young kid in Arizona took his parents' truck and smashed it into the neighbor's house. <gasps> that happened in my neighborhood. Six years old. <laughs> oh, no, not that young. Whoa. Oh. How old in your neighborhood, Eddie? He was a teenager. I heard he was like 12 or 13. Okay, 12 or 13. You can probably drive a little bit. Yeah, you can at least reach the pedal. At six. Not the case. Went for a joyride Tuesday morning in Glendale, taking the keys while his dad was getting dressed. He's six. First grade. Dang. Police say the father ran outside after hearing, <laughs> after hearing the engine rev. 
That's no, but crazy. nobody's hurt. That's just funny. Yes. A six-year-old, run, run. But the truck was already in the corner of a home down the street by the time he got to it. Somebody inside the home escaped. The boy's joyride also resulted in smashed power boxes, broken water pipes, ruptured gas line. So this leads me to another Scuba Steve unbelievable story about kids driving. So, Scuba, I'll let you take it away from here, but you used to drive as a kid? Yeah, between 9 and 11 years old. And why were you driving at 9 and 11 years old? Uh, My father wasn't the best dad. He tried his best, but he wasn't. Uh, He would be, what I saw was adult sprites. Found out years later they were Zimas, and he'd drink them in the car while we were driving. So he trained me to drive so that way he could drink, and then I would drive. So if you were 10 years old, driving the car by yourself, Mm -hmm. and he was, where was he? He was in the passenger seat or in the back having fun (laughs) with my brother and sister. And what kind of roads would you be on? I would be on freeways like I-4 if you live in Florida. You know where that's at. That's from Tampa to Orlando. I-4 up and down the A1A on the beach coast, neighborhood streets. It started with first with me, him training me, but he would drive and and he would do the gas and the pedal, uh, do the wheel. How old were you then? That was at nine. And then then I progressed when I was about 10 to then actually getting in the driver's seat and driving while he was in the passenger seat. My brother would be hanging out the sunroof, having a good old time. <laughs> but it was better that I was driving at 10 than him driving because he was inebriated. And then at 11, you were just the guy. I was the guy, yeah. I was taking him everywhere to go pick up more Zimas, adult Sprites, going to pick up groceries, driving around. I can go by myself at that point. Never got caught, believe it or not. I don't know how I never got caught, which is a blessing in disguise, but it's that's my life. Did your, I, I don't know, the where was your mom? Did she know your dad did this? Well, this is when they were going through a divorce. So she, this is probably her first time knowing if she hears this. <laughs> oh, wow. You never told her? Never told her, yeah. Because for me at the time, it was kind of cool. Like, I'm driving a car. I'm driving this little cool little Volvo at age 11. You know, it's not something that you would want to be taken away from you. But it was during visitation time. Uh, and then after, after 11, he, he peaced out and never saw him again. But during that time period, yeah, I was driving like, the car. And still to this day, you haven't seen him? I haven't seen, no, now he's passed. He passed oh, last sorry. year. It's okay. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. So well, I mean, here's the two sides of this, yeah, right? This is a lot. First of all, it's extremely sad because you had an alcoholic parent who didn't care. I can relate. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Yep. However, if I'm driving down the freaking road and I see an 11 year old driving the car beside me, <laughs> I'm going to lose my crap. <laughs> I, just, I can't imagine that. Were you an extra tall 11 year old? I was pretty tall. Like, I was wearing like a size 12 shoe. I was maybe close to 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so I could look like I was 16 or, or 15 learning from my father. You were 11 driving down the freeway. 11 years old driving down I-4. Did you get comfortable where you could just play with the radio too while you're driving? Yeah, I got to a point where I was pretty confident. <laughs> I, for me, it was actually fun. Look, looking back on it, I would never let my kids drive the car at 11. But at the moment, I was having a good old time. Isn't this an unbelievable story? Unbelievable. <laughs> it's another Scuba Steve unbelievable story. Dang, that sucks, and it's hilarious. Mostly it sucks, but a little bit hilarious just thinking of an 11-year-old kid driving. Most and, then no, and then nobody got hurt. Yeah, nobody got hurt. We were totally fine. What do you think about that, Eddie? The first thing I thought, though, was Dad drank Zimas? I didn't know anyone that drank Zimas. <laughs> Back then? <laughs> There's always course. these different elements. We're always blown away by one different part. But that was what? What decade? That like, was the early 90s. Yeah. And you said if it's in a paper bag, it's I mean, okay. No one knows. We're okay. Zimas, they were very in in the 90s. Yeah. You put a Jolly Rancher in them? I would see people do <laughs> yes. that. Right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what that meant, but people always put Jolly Ranchers in them. All right, Scoob Steve, thank you for your unbelievable story. You're welcome. Dang. Susan, how are you? Good. How are you? Really good. Thank you for calling. We're going to play a little game here. We're going to play the 90s TV theme game. Now, Susan, you can pick your player. It's like the horse races. I used to go to Oakland as a kid, Oakland Racetrack. We'd sneak in, make $2 bets all day. You have to have an adult bet for you. Because you had to be 18 okay. to make a bet. And you pick a horse, they win, you win money. Your horses are Amy, Lunchbox, yep. and Eddie. Which one would you like to ride at the finish line? Mm, I'm going to pick Amy. Okay. Thank you. Fan favorite over there. So, Fran Drescher... The nanny turns 63 today. Oh, she was annoying. You'd probably know her best from the 90s sitcom, The Nanny. Here is The Nanny's theme song. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. Would you know this, Amy? Yes. Okay. I think, pound for pound, this is one of the greatest TV theme songs of all time. Oh, yeah? It tells you the whole story. You can never have seen an episode, listen to the theme song, boom, end of the theme song, you're ready to go into the episode. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play you a 90s TV theme song. Write down your answer. What TV show is it? Number one. The show debuted in 1990. 
All right, guys. Amy, what do you have? Law and order. Lunchbox. NYPD Blue. Eddie. Law and order. The answer is law and order. Ooh. One point. Stupid. Next up, this show debuted in 1993. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. When your indexes look behind you. Okay. Amy? Walker, Texas Ranger. Lunchbox? Chuck Norris. It is Chuck Norris. I just couldn't think of the dang name. Eddie? That's Chuck. That's uh, I put Lone Ranger. Oh, no. no. Gosh, I'm struggling. Number three. This show debuted in 1994. CSI? CSI, wow, incorrect. Lunchbox, you can gain a little ground here. I'm going to get on the board. It's ER. It is ER. Oh, Oh. Eddie? Survivor. Why did I never watch that? It's a good show. Should I go back? You should go back. So good. (laughs) Can you imagine? It is like 52 (laughs) seasons long. Is it still on? All right, name this one. Name this 90s TV show. 1995. All right, guys. What is your answer, Amy? Drew Carey. Correct. Woo! Lunchbox. Drew Carey show. Eddie. The Drew Carey show. Nice. <laughs> Do you know who the Ohio. band is that sings that song? The president of the United suit. States. Oh, of is it? Mm-hmm. Name this one. 1991. <laughs> Amy? Rugrats. Rugrats is incorrect. What? Lunchbox. Amy, look at me. What do I look like? Doug Funny. It's Doug. Doug. A little dog barking here. No. I had Rugrats at first. Eddie? Rugrats. (laughs) Okay. Whoops. We have two left. Amy and Lunchbox are now tied. Oh, I'm back. All right, here we go. Name this one 1999. Gosh, I see it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, she wrote it down immediately. Eddie, what do you have? I have West Wing. Lunchbox, what do you have? Sex in the City. Amy? West Wing. It is West Wing. Wow! <laughs> Lucky guess. <laughs> Never seen it. Sex in the City. One left. I knew it wasn't Sex and City, but I didn't have anything. Amy, four. Lunchbox and Eddie both have three. Oh, man. Amy, you need to miss this for them to uh, to have a shot at it. Come on, Amy. Give a hard one. This next, next one, 1993. Come to me. Amy does not know, so you guys have a shot here. Anything, guys. Okay, here we go. Amy, I'm going to go to you first. What do you have? Weird Science. Lunchbox? Agent Mulder. Eddie? 90210. Eddie, you're wrong. I'm wrong. I know it's not the name of the show. I just don't know the name of the show, but... You're thinking of X-Files. That's it. But that's not that. And Amy, uh, no. This is Boy Meets World. Ah. But it's all right. Amy is still the winner. Play her music. She's the winner. Yeah. There she is. Not only is Amy the winner, but Susan is the winner in Pennsylvania. Susan, where do you live in Pennsylvania? 
I live in Sealands Grove, Pennsylvania, but we just moved here from Gallatin, Tennessee. We miss Tennessee and miss you guys, and we listen every day just oh. to feel like we're back home, close to Nashville. Thank you. Are you listening on the iHeartRadio app, or are you listening to us in Pittsburgh, or what? Um. Well, in the mornings we listen on um, Bill 95. Okay, so that's in that's where they play the Little League World Series. Yes, oh, Williamsport. And Williamsport, that's right. Yeah. Yes, Love Bill 95. Yeah. Yes. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Brussels, Belgium. A 24-year-old man was thinking, man, how can I break my wife out of prison? He was like, I know. I'll rent a helicopter. They have helicopter tours, so he booked a, a tour. That's crazy. Gets on the helicopter, and they're up in the air. He pulls out a gun. That's says, hey, crazy. Fly to the prison and get my wife out. <laughs> Only problem is he didn't think about motion sickness. He started puking oh, out of the helicopter. On. So the helicopter lands back at where they booked the tours from. The guy flees. Only problem is he booked it in his real name. Oh. All of that was wrong. <laughs> All of it. Wow. Okay. I mean, you gotta give him a little. No, private. none. What? None. He didn't even continue on with the hijacking through his I mean, his motion to sickness. Think, to think to book a tour and then pretty yeah, smart. I don't you know. think, Amy? I, no, in the no, beginning. No, not smart. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. What's going on with you today? I picked the kids up. We got soccer practice, so find something to occupy my son for the hour that we have to wait while Stashir plays. But that's pretty much it. What about you? We're shooting a video. I made a deal with Caitlin. We did something to our kitchen. I was like, if we do this, you have to shoot one cooking video because she loves to cook, but she has no interest in being the person on Instagram doing videos. <laughs> but I you're s- making her. Yes. Nice. We made a deal, and she lost the deal, so we're shooting a video today. She is. I'm going to stay out of it, I think. Uh, yeah, really, relatively. Blah, 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 thank you. Relatively busy day. <laughs> thank you. See you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Come on, y'all. Bobby Bones. Show. Yeah. 